Hello, my name is Carl Lloydhauser. I am the senior pastor of Grace Community Church, and I am so excited that you are with us on this podcast. We also want you to get connected in a church family. If you don't have a local church, check us out at gracemontrose.org. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to grow and connect with God. But we pray that these next 25, 30 minutes that you spend with us are powerful, that God meets you and speaks to you because he loves you so much. All right, so uh, summer is over, guys, right? But it's okay because fall is one of the reasons we live here. It's uh, fall is beautiful, excited to move forward. You know, this summer um, I went... Uh, did the Uray Via Ferrata. I did that two different times with two different sets of family. Um, by the way, it's way better than the Telluride one. It's pretty cool. And so we got some pictures. It's, it's not really like climbing. It's kind of like a sideways hike with these ladders and you go. And so if you want to bring some of those shots up. <clears throat> and so you just kind of go back there in the canyon. And I did it with two different groups of family. And so the first group of family, uh, they're all from Texas. And they came out and, I mean, they had never done anything like that in their lives. And so we're going around. There's Gina down there above the river, my foot up there. And so we're going around and we went through this thing. And, you know, before we're like all amped up and, you know, praying like, Lord, we don't know what we're doing, but protect us. And here we go. And they came out and they're like, oh, this was awesome. This changed my life. This was the best thing I ever did. And, you know, just kind of kept going on and on about how incredible it was. And then uh, two weeks later, I had another group of family. And so uh, my daughters uh, went and um, some of my nephews, and they're all climbers, you know. So like, in fact, the day before, I think they were just like at the pool wall or the rotary wall or whatever. And they're, you know, multi-pitch climbing. And, and so then I, when I took them back, it was just completely different. They're all just like, oh, the scenery's quite lovely back here. And uh, yes, it's, a, it's so peaceful and, and calm and, you know, oh, is it almost over, you know, and, and which is fine. It's okay that uh, it wasn't uh, so exciting for them. But um, the point there is the place you start has a huge impact on where you go and how you go through things, right? Same experience, but they, it, it was really completely different in the way it affected them and what they did because they had different starting points. And so this morning, one of the questions, the big question I have for you is I want to ask you, where are you starting from? What's your starting point? And there's two options that we see in scripture that I want to highlight and I want to focus on. And, and it's in uh, 1 John 4. And if you have your Bible, open it up to 1 John 4. We'll come back to this passage again. We'll just look at 18 right now. And the apostle tells us, he says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. See, there's two places that we could begin everything that we do. Either fear or love. Now, I never quite understood this passage. It's like, perfect love casts out fear. Now, it seems like the passage would say, faith casts out fear. Or courage casts out fear. But that's not what God says. You've got a fear problem, you need to bring in a perfect love. And we're in this series right now called Never Again and talking about some things that have changed in us over the last couple of years. And I'll tell you what, never again, never again will I let fear serve as my starting point as I go through my day. Never again will I let fear be the place where I begin my relationships. Fear cannot be my driving agent in my relationships with you or anyone else. Fear doesn't get to dictate my actions and decide the choices that I make. Fear doesn't get to, to dictate my vision any longer. 
what I believe God might do and where God would take me, what I can or can't be. Fear doesn't get to say anymore. See, this is about where we start, where we begin. And do you begin in fear or do you begin in perfect love? Now let's go back to our passage just a little bit more. Let's get a little context here. So we'll jump up to verse 16. And it says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. What a powerful statement right there. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. See, what is your starting point with God because it affects the way you go through everything? the way you face every day, the way you walk through your relationships. In uh, my men's Bible study on uh, Friday, we were talking about John 10. And Jesus says in John 10, he says, no one's making me lay down my life. He says, I have full authority as to whether I give my life or not. And I am choosing to do this. And I was just thinking about how powerful that is. You know, the other day I was, uh, I took a paddleboard down, um, started near uh, Target there and went through the, the water park. And um, every time I do that on a paddleboard, I pray beforehand. I was like, Lord, okay, now when I go through the water park, please help me stand up. Because it's not sit down, it's not kneel down paddleboarding, it's stand up paddleboarding, right? And so I come and every single time, and it happened this time, I even prayed. I was like, Lord, give me courage to stand up. And that big, there's a first wave, there's like six waves, right? And you hit that first wave, and right when it came, man, I went straight to my knees. And I just kind of paddled, and I made it. But I can't force myself to stand up, no matter how hard I try. I don't know what the problem is. I guess I know I'm going to fall. But think about this. Jesus had full authority to take himself off the cross. Nothing held him there except his love for you. Isn't that amazing? He says, I lay it down willingly. No one's taking this from me. No one's making me do this. And so that moment when he's on the cross and he's carrying all of our sin and he's crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the father turns his face away. He had all the power, all the ability, all the authority to say, forget it. I'm done. But instead, do you know what held him there? You. His love for you. I mean, if you want a picture of perfect love, that is the picture that he could have come down any time and he says, no, I'm gonna stay right here, I'm gonna endure it. That is perfect love. And we have to understand. We, we, we don't walk in fear anymore, we walk in confidence, knowing what Jesus has done for us. See, if you go to the book of Ephesians, it talks about the armor of God and it talks about the helmet of salvation. And that's where we begin, we put this helmet on, right? And it's the knowledge, the understanding that I am saved and I am his. Like Solomon says, I am my beloved's and he is mine. And see, these two truths, they should guide everything that you do every single day. You should begin everything you engage in. Before your feet hit the ground in the morning, you should just remind yourself, I am saved and I am his. That's where we begin. And there is such confidence in that perfect love. I am saved and I am his. 
every possibility, everything that you face, everything that you're going through, I am saved and I am his. I am completely confident because of what he's done. This is the ultimate and it is the actual. Everything really is going to be okay. I mean, we know it's going to be okay. You lost your job. I am saved and I am his. You're sick. I am saved and I am his. You live, anybody else live in a world that's just absolutely crazy right now, but I am saved and I am his. And so we walk through not in fear, we walk through in confidence, knowing this perfect love that casts out our fear. And grace, I want you to walk in confidence. It's just better, it's better to walk in confidence. It's better to do things in confidence. I was talking to uh, Mariah, she got in a, little mountain bike wreck and it seems like she gets in one every week or two and, and she said, Dad, every time I get in a wreck, it's because I second guess myself. She, you know, it's never like when I'm just going for it. It's always when I'm kind of just barely moving and I just slowly kind of tip over, fall into the cactus, right? So we want to move with confidence. Second Timothy 1.7 says this, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, Right? But what's the spirit that we have? Power. And here we have it again, love and self-discipline or a sound mind. See, the spirit within us testifies with the Holy Spirit. Not fear, power, love, self-discipline. And never again, church, never again do we walk in a foundation of fear. In our relationships, in our view of ourselves, in the way that you look at God, Perfect love, perfect confidence. And see, I want to look at, at the difference between these two things, the, the starting in fear and starting in love, because I think it's going to help us understand how perfect love casts out fear and how it's the antidote to fear. And many of us, we call the relationships that we're in, we call them love, but actually they're built on fear. Actually, many of us engage most of our relationships thinking like, well, well it might fall apart. And I've got to hold on. And this other person might become something I don't want them to. And then then are they going to, here's the thing. You know, many of us are terrified. They cannot, they must not treat me according to my past hurts and scars. And we're terrified that we're going to experience that same pain that we had growing up. And we do everything we can to protect ourselves from ever getting cut, ever getting hurt like we were back then. And our interactions aren't based on the confidence that we have in Christ, but they're based on the terror we have of our own hurt and our own pain so we protect ourselves as we go through. And we've got to hold on to that relationship and we've got to protect ourselves and we've got to make sure that we're safe. See, if you start your relationship from a place of fear, if you begin with fear, then you demand control because their behavior could hurt you or it's not secure and you got to know that they're going to behave and they're going to stay where they need to be. You got to know that you're safe in the middle of it and that their behavior won't take you outside of that. Some of us look at our kids like that. They have to behave because they're a reflection of us. And so you got to control and you got to make sure that they're reflecting well. And if you're afraid, you can't be safe unless you have control. And here's a powerful question to ask. If you get kind of controlling, you feel like, oh man, I got to move this and I got to move that. Here's a question to ask yourself. What are you afraid of? 
What am I afraid of that I got to hold on right now? What am I afraid of that I got to make this work this way? That they're going to make the wrong choice? They're not going to see it the way they're supposed to see it? They're going to hurt me? And we can't move as fear is our foundation because our value and our happiness and our life and everything, it's just such shaky ground because it's all based on their performance. But see, love, when perfect love is the foundation, control is not the goal. If you approach them in love, you're cheering them on. You're supporting them. You want them to have life and hope. I don't have to pull the strings. You see, because I know I am saved and I am his. I come into this relationship with confidence. I come in with love. And so I don't care about the performance. I care about their freedom. I care about their life. Instead of dictating who they become, I I just want to experience and enjoy and connect with who they are. How did God find you? Just as I am. Is that how you find other people? That you come just as you are. Love as the foundation, perfect love. Your confidence can't be shaken. Your hope isn't in their performance. It's in their freedom, in their life, their joy. You see, if fear is your foundation, you will resist and you will flee and you will push back against change because everything is always just one step away from falling apart. And if I can't count on you to be the same, what can I count on? I mean, will I still know you? Will I still like you? More importantly, will you still like me and give me what I need in this relationship? But love is the foundation. It says, no, I want you to change. See, I'm saved and I'm his and I want you to grow. I want you to find all that you were meant to be. I've been watching uh, my wife, Gina, grow. Uh, this Wednesday, she, she's uh, taken on a new role. She's a, our small groups pastor. And she had this small groups training. And I'm just listening to her talk and, and lead. And I was like, whoa, that's so good. I was like, oh, okay, I'll lead a small group. Like it was just, she was just teaching so well. And, and I was so excited for her. And then I thought back to, to like when we first got married, I got her permission to share this with you. But she used to, when we would go to small groups when we were first married, she would literally like hide behind me. She would just kind of like back up in the group. Now she would tell me what to say, but she wouldn't say anything, <laughs> right? To kind of speak through me, right? And, and I have to admit, there was a part of that that I kind of liked. She's dependent on me. She needs me, right? See, but no, I, I want her to thrive. And I may have liked her dependent, but oh, I love her confident. You know what I'm saying? I just love her in her confidence. It's like, whoa, what a woman. Go, Gina. Go. I love to see her confident. I went uh, mountain biking with uh, Mo, Mariah, my daughter at uh, the Rat Trails uh, a couple weeks back. And, you know, before whenever I take the kids mountain biking, like I'd stop, I'd kind of like, okay, this is how you're going to get through this feature. And, and I'd go up there and I'd wait for them. But I, I don't wait for them anymore. They, they always wait for me. And then they say mean things like, you coming, old man? You know, I'm going to cut your tires. I'm coming. I'm getting up there, so... And the truth is, yeah, sure, I, I, I liked to be strong. You know, I'd like to be the one who was up there like, come on, guys, you can do it. But you know what? Because I love them, I am glad they are growing beyond me. I'm glad that they're better bikers and better just everything that they do. They've just gone beyond. And, you know, I just keep going, little old man coming up the hill. I'll get there, right? You ever have friends 
You ever have family who are mad because you changed? Ever happened to you, right? Well, you changed on me. I hope so. You know, one of the things I hope for you is I hope you change. And then after you change, I hope you change again. And I hope you keep changing and I hope you keep growing and I hope you keep going forward and I hope you're a different person tomorrow than you are today. I mean, if you don't want, if someone's not allowed to change, are you really loving them? Or are you just holding on to what you need from them? Don't change because I need this from you. See, that's not perfect love. I'm saved. I'm his. I have what I need. So therefore, I want you to get what you need. But fear sends us into hiding. Has us pull back. Look at Genesis. Very beginning. Genesis 3. After the very first sin. What do Adam and Eve do? Genesis 3, 8, it says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord. God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Adam and Eve are exposed And they're afraid for God to see their sin and they're afraid for God to see their weakness so they hide. And there's many of us who have spent many years, decades of our relationships in hiding. Our relationship with other people, our relationships with God, we pull back. And some of them you've seen, you know, they're angry and they're gruff and and they're distant. Well, I want to tell you what, actually they're afraid. They're afraid to change. They're afraid to deal with what's really going on. Some of them, I mean, we're, we're just afraid that we're going to let that cat out of the bag and we don't know if we're ever going to be able to get that thing back in there again. But in verse 9, the Lord calls, hey, where are you? Where are you? Come here. I mean, he knows. He knows where Adam is. He knows what Adam did. And he calls. See, fear pushes us back into hiding, but love calls us into Authenticity. I know who you are. I know your brokenness. I know your pain. But still, I call you, come here. See, that's perfect love. Perfect love of the Father. He knows what happened to you. He knows what you did. He knows why it's hard for you. And he says, hey, where are you? Come on. See, we don't even understand what's going on in ourselves, but he gets it completely. And you and I, we can start in confidence of perfect love that in the midst of it all he called come on guys be real be honest be true and fear keeps us holding and hiding and avoiding and hurting and losing in church I just want to say never again never again will I be driven by what I might lose instead I'm going to stand on the confidence of what I know I will one day gain because I am saved and I am his I'm never going to let fear of rejection or change or pain or disappointment or weakness guide me. Now, it'll come against me, but it's not going to guide me. I'm going to walk in complete assurance of his perfect love. And you look at the Bible and the way that the Bible talks about fear, it's the same prescription over and over and over again. Look at these passages. If you bring up uh, Psalm 34.4, look at these passages. I sought the Lord. And he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. How? I sought the Lord. I come into that perfect love. That's how I got out of my fear. I will fear no evil. Why not? Perfect love. You are with me. 
the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Why won't I be afraid? Because I have perfect love with me. God is our refuge, our strength, and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, because perfect love is with us, therefore, I will not fear. Don't be afraid. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Perfect love is with you. I am his and I am saved. So do not fear for I am with you and do not be dismayed. Why? Because I am your God. I am his and I am saved. Church, we gotta get confidence back. We gotta walk in the truth of who we are. Listen, if any of this is resonating with you, we're, we're starting a class called Keep Your Love On. It starts September 15th. And some of these ideas are from that class. It's gonna be at 6.30 if you wanna grow more in your relationship. And learn things like fear says, well, I have to find a way to be safe. But perfect love says, I already am safe. I start in safety. And fear says, well, I gotta work hard and I gotta make sure it doesn't happen and I gotta prove myself. And perfect love says, no, no, see, you're already accepted because I'm his and I'm saved. And fear makes arguments and it makes requirements and agreements and vows and it pulls strings and perfect love just welcomes us into family just as we are. I'm saved and I'm his. And fear sees weaknesses and it sniffs us out and it exploits it. And it highlights it and it reminds it and it pushes us in our, in our face. And what does love do? Covers our mistakes. Covers our sins. Reminds us I am saved and I am his. Church, we need to walk in confidence. Everything in confidence of that amazing, perfect love in God. And you, you and I, we need to understand how complete and perfect and powerful and present his love is. And we don't ever have to come before and shaky ground like, well, am I gonna be okay? You're always gonna be okay. Am I okay? You are always okay in him because you are saved and you are his. Never again let us be people of fear. Never again approach our relationships out of what we might lose or what we can personally gain. But instead, we come in the full confidence of who we are in Jesus Christ, saying, how can I release more of the life of God in my family? How can I release the life in this confidence that I have in my world? How can I come forward in the full knowledge of who I am so that I can see his life go forward before me? Not afraid, not intimidated, but rejoicing that God is with me and that God wants to be with you. Lord God, I just thank you so much that when you were on that cross, Jesus, you could have come down, but you held and you remained because you saw us. Lord, I pray that we would understand the perfect love that we have in you, Jesus, that we would understand the goodness that we have in you. And Lord, that, that fear would just have no place that we would understand, wow, if God did all that for me and as God walks with me and he talks with me and he supports me, that there is no reason to fear. And Lord, that we would be a confident people and we would be a powerful people and we would be a people with self-discipline and a sound mind that go forward to see the kingdom advanced, God. Not because we need it, but because you have given it and we wanna see it come forward in the ones that we love. Thank you, Jesus, for the love that you have for us. And I pray, Lord God, that you help us to give that love away in Jesus' name, amen. Guys, let's stand up and let's just celebrate and thank God for what he's done. 
thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can. So come visit us at gracemontrose.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in Him. God bless you.